Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially with women. Stories just hold essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Welcome, 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 welcome. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to share that our sponsorship today is provided by Suddenly Professional Counseling and Consulting Services located in Atlanta, Georgia. It offers a variety of services relating to depression, anxiety, relationship, and marital issues. When it's time for a change, consider Suddenly Professional Counseling with licensed therapist S. Candy Winfield. Thank you, Suddenly Professional Counseling. All right, in the cafe today, y'all, we're going to have an awesome time. We have a conversation that is yet to be had. As you know, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and this is where people are doing things and wearing purple to support and advocate for domestic violence. So today I'm opening up a dialogue with a platform of women to share their stories in an effort to celebrate the value and strength obtained through the stages of the struggle. I want you to hear the stories to help raise awareness, and you can also participate in the conversation. If you have something to share, press 1. We'll try to get you in queue. And if not, visit the Facebook page, Coffee Talk with Soy, and place your comments there. We're taking a stand today. We're taking a stand against domestic violence. But I can't do that without having my favorite morning beverage in hand and my favorite right-hand man. Good morning, B. How are you? Just... Good morning, Mama. What up? What up? It's, it's, it's cool and right now. Um, I'm, in, I'm actually in Savannah right now, so we're we getting a little crazy out here. My brother popped in and... uh surprised me and we just took a trip out to Savannah like impromptu like that. But you know, that's how we do. We talked about that before, just getting up and getting out and getting crazy. So right, um That's good. How was your week that's though? Was good, it was today, it everything that it's supposed to be? Well, you know, to, to today, um my week was great and it was really centered around getting ready for this conversation and really trying to see what I could do to advocate for something that means a lot to, to a lot of people. I have a lot of questions about domestic violence, and I'm really excited to talk to some survivors uh, in the cafe with me today because I want to be educated, and I definitely want to support these women. So let's go ahead and introduce them uh, and get them started, as we have a lot to say in a little bit of time. So we're going to keep it moving. All 
in the studio I'm here. with me is in the studio with me is three phenomenal women. The first woman I'm going to introduce by the name of Linda Hubbard. Linda Hubbard, welcome to the cafe. How are you? Is Linda with us? Yes, I'm sorry. Oh, we got to get Linda's mic up. Okay, there it is. Turn the mic up. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Yes, good morning. I'm blessed, and thank you so much for, for having me. I'm just so honored to be on and to share and to make a difference. How do you think you can make a difference, Linda? Well, basically by shedding light on um, on domestic violence and also the diff- you know there's several different types of um, domestic abuse and so just want to shed some light on that and I want people to be aware and you know we also want to try to avoid um, you know people that may be somewhat entering into a situation of domestic violence because there are certain signs um, certain things to that you know shows that you know the domestic violence is on you know the horizon in that relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think you're right. I think you're right about that. I um, was doing some research and I found that <clears throat> statistics says that one in three women experience domestic violence, and I was surprised to see that also one in four men experience domestic violence as well. That that was shocking and that and it actually went further on to state that eighty five of the eighty five percent of people that report domestic violence are women and fifteen percent are men. And I thought, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Let, I have a question and I just I, I'm sure people that are not as well-versed in this topic will be able to appreciate it. And my first question would actually have to be, what is domestic violence? So is it an argument? Is it what's said in an argument? Is it only hitting? Like, what is domestic violence? Because, I mean, it's a really big topic, but if I was walking down the street and I saw a guy screaming at his lady, I would assume that, he, you know, they're in an abusive relationship. It could just be an argument. So what is domestic violence? Well, domestic violence is uh, basically it's like it's like the reoccurring um, of uh, of abuse of any form, uh, whether it's uh, physical, uh, verbal, uh, emotional, and psychological. Okay. So, by abuse, you mean if it's used to to, to if it's used as an attacking weapon or as a belittling weapon. Well, you know, the word abuse, that means just to to misuse something, you know, to mm-hmm. um, just mistreat it, like okay. done, you know, uh, repetitiously. Okay. I see what you're saying. So let's get, let, let's, with, um, we have Rusty, Rusty, Rusty with us as well. Let, let's get Rusty uh, involved in the conversation morning, and get her people. perspective. <laughs> Good morning. How, How is everybody? Good morning. 
Great. You know, every day I'm not pushing up daisies is a blessed day. I cannot complain. I live in one of the sunniest states in the world. There's always rainbows and some form of wildlife to entertain me. I'm alive. I'm blessed. God is good. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Rusty, tell, tell the audience a little bit about you, and then tell us, uh, give us your response on what you think domestic violence is. Well, I am an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a full-time single mom of an amazing kid, um, and I'm a survivor. So, you know, as you know, Soy, from background research, I've dealt with domestic violence since childhood, and um I write about it, and it's it's cathartic and it's beautiful and it's inspiring to other people. So, bless there. To answer the question of what domestic violence is is really um, wonderful. I'm glad that question was proposed because people don't understand that it's not just being shot at, it's not just being shoved, it's not just being punched. So there's this there's this fantastic notion in certain circles that. If you don't bruise, it's not abuse. Mm-hmm. And there are literal laws um, where we just moved from. They don't have domestic violence laws because if you're not physically, visually bruised, it's not domestic violence. How powerful so, is that? that? Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. that's, that's the violent aspect of it, but the whole method of control is the abuse. Using exactly. some measure so, to control the person is, is the abuse, whether it's financial yeah. control or psychological exactly. or emotional. They are treating you a certain way continually in a, in a manner to, in a, to control you. Is that right, ladies? Correct. Yes. And you can even look at uh, domestic situations where there's custody toxicity, and one parent refuses to let the other parent see their children. That is a way to control that other parent and abuse them. Or you have a parent who refuses to pay child support or uses child support or the child as a weapon, which is in my case, that's what happens. And so you have to back down in order to protect your child. And, they, and the abuser knows that. The abuser knows that they, your Achilles heel is what they're looking for so that they can keep you in line and keep you controlled. What was your experience with domestic violence, Rusty? Um, it ranged from physical abuse. Um, my marriage was and still is um, using my daughter as a weapon. Um, my ex-husband has financial stability, and he uses his financial stability to run me through court with all kinds of false charges, false allegations, which I can't afford a lawyer. So I have to represent myself, and um, it works for him. This is another way he can control me. Um, He uses a lot of obstinate behavior in regards to simple co-parenting questions he refuses to answer, and if I make a, a decision on that because he refuses to answer, then he brings me into court saying that I unilaterally made a decision against his will. I didn't ask his permission. Um, and it goes on. It's just a perpetual cycle of, of slandering and stalking. There are no stalking laws in the state of New Hampshire. When I approached the 
police about his traveling back and forth in front of my house four times a day, and he lives and works far away. They said there's nothing they can do about it because it's a free country. Um, lots of verbal abuse and threats, and the police up there said that there's nothing they can do about it because it's his First Amendment right. So this has been dragging on for seven years, and to total with the marriage, it's 22 years of mental, emotional, and and, and financial abuse. Um, so it's, you know, it's not just him shoving me. It's also, you know, being told that I was fat and stupid and lazy and I'm not going to survive without him and being brought up on a felony for kidnapping my daughter, which I did not do. So now I'm having to struggle going up back and forth to New Hampshire fighting a felony, which doesn't really exist. Does that make sense? Wow. Your your story makes sense. The situation definitely doesn't. Um, I think that you're you're an incredible individual to be able to deal with this kind of thing. And um, you know, I definitely our prayers and 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 you know, blessings are, are going out to you in in your struggle and your fight. One thing I will say is that when it comes to a threat, that's that's legal precedence right there. Uh, I don't know about New Hampshire specifically, but any threat is in the First Amendment, right? That's an act of aggression and can be it's taken not as New Hampshire. such. You have to understand okay. the force that I'm, I'm working against. The state representatives, there are state representatives in New Hampshire that believe that if you're breastfeeding, they have the right to come up and pinch your nipples. Hmm? This is literal. the literal conversations that these state representatives have in the state house to prevent women from breastfeeding in public. If they do breastfeed in public, they should have the right to come up and pinch the nipples. Wow. So the, the, the state itself has a very dysfunctional disconnect between reality. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a very educated society, and yet we still have this misogyny, I can't even say it, sexism towards women. We, even mm-hmm. in the state of New Hampshire, which has, you know, amazing collegiate schools. We're right near Harvard and MIT and just brain power. And there's still representatives in the state of New Hampshire that have proclaimed that rape is not a terrible thing because the rapist enjoys it. Wow. So with, with, without this, see, I don't want to, I don't want to be insensitive to, to, to that, but I just have to be, frankly, quite honest. New Hampshire is a stupid state. Like, I'll just go on record and say that now. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful state, but, and there's beautiful people there. But unfortunately, the law is not – the law and the legal system, you know, they're not up to date, and they don't have any desire to be up to date. They don't have stocking laws. They don't even acknowledge gaslighting as an issue, and it's a severe issue. And right. when – Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to ask. So, when when you said that the domestic violence is more about control, is that yes. is, is that where it starts or is that where it finishes? Because I'm I'm unclear, and I know that you know our other guest has to answer. But I just does it start with control or the desire to control, or or does it, it starts, end there really really quick? It starts with like a romantic period of learning how to control the person. And you don't even know that uh-huh. it's happening to you. It ends when you leave 
because you're not attached to that. But in my case, because I have a child, I still have some attachment. Okay, I get it. Is that clear? Yeah. So really, really quick, we're going to jump into a commercial break. Guys, we'll be right back. We're going to jump into a commercial. Soy is actually going to uh, let us know what treats we have. Soy? All right, here we go. Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. Yeah, so this is the right place for the right people. So if you're looking to advertise your products, please reach out to us on the website or the number 515-I-GOT-SOY. So, ladies, before our commercial break, we just finished hearing about the methods of control. We talked a little bit about the laws, how certain state laws uh, do not support uh, some of the protection that's needed for women to fight these battles of domestic violence. And, And there are lots of programs and organizations that one can participate in to help with that. If you're listening to the show and you are listening by online, you should see images populating. There are helplines and other websites there that can help you if you personally or you know someone that's troubled or challenged with with this situation. So back to our conversation, I'd love to hear from Linda at at this time. Linda, um, quickly, can you tell us what was your domestic experience like for you? What did you experience? Um, well, um, I was in uh, a verbally and emotionally and uh, psychologically abusive uh, marriage for 17 years. And, you know, it was it was just actually terrifying. Um, and it not only affected me, but when I got married, I had two daughters who were six and eight at the time. So, uh, so you can imagine, 17 years, they were also you know, growing up and seeing this, and I, you know, over time, it, it was terrible for me, and it was just so hurting and so damaging, um, but I became numb to it because, you know, to have someone continue to uh, put you down and, and curse at you and to say things to belittle you and just, you know, tear down your self-esteem, you know, over and over again, and um, again, I just didn't know that you know, the effect that it was having, you know, on my daughters because they definitely loved him. And, and the thing is, you know, when there's abuse going on, it's like it's not going on all the time, you know. So there was times where he, he could just be, like, the most wonderful man in the world and and um, someone that you just felt like you just, you know, um, wouldn't want to live, you know, without. But during those moments, you know, all out the blue, anything could just set him off, you know, and when it did – you know, it like everything just shut down, and it was just to the point that, you know, whenever uh, my, you know, ex, you know, we were married, and when he would come home, we would hear the garage door coming up, and, you know, this went on almost close to the end. You know, my daughters and I, we would just jump into bed and, and turn off the TV and everything and just get in sleep mode because 
we just didn't even want to be even appear awake because I, we didn't know when he would just go off. And my daughter, you know, sometimes he would just, you know, say things, you know, try to come against them. If anything could just set him off at all. But, you know, I thought it was a problem with anger. Thought that, you know, well, if I leave him, then, you know, won't be no hope for him and no hope for his salvation and so forth. But um, I had to come to realize that it was really damaging me and it was damaging my children and it was affecting my health. And that was the breaking point for me. What are kudos to you for for finding the strength to to make that decision, and and um, for the last ten minutes of the show, I really want to turn your attention to um, the hearts of women who could be listening to this show right now, and trying to decide whether they should leave or or, or how to leave. What would you say to that woman, Linda? And then next, I'll hear from you, Rusty. Okay. Well. I mean, to me, just with my experience, you know, when you see the sign, when you first get involved with someone, whether it's marriage, you know, or, you know, a dating and and maybe a living, you know, joint living arrangement, you know, when, you know, the moment that person, when you see, you know, the early signs of that, you have to deal with that right away. And basically you have to go, you have to leave and get out because if you don't, You'll find yourself being receptive of that, getting used to that. That'll become your normal, and and you'll be trapped in that. So, you know, you you have to move to get out right away. And there's you know resources out here. You can contact like you can go to the shelter. Uh, there's actual you know a lot of programs out here that you can reach out to that helps you know women. And uh, you can also reach out to United Way. So you know you know their resource uh, center that you can also call. And then you have family. You have your your clergy, your church. So, you know, you definitely reach out and and remove yourself, you know, as soon as possible from that situation because, again, it's not going to get better. It's not going to stop. It's going to continue, and it's going to elevate. You know, it's going to escalate, and, you know, it's going to get worse. And it could, you know, you you never know if a person can snap, if someone snaps on you, they could take your life or your children's life even or child life. Thank you. So true but scary. I fully agree with that. One of the things that I would definitely, just through my experience, um, not only being raised in a domestic violence household and unfortunately repeating that by marrying into one, uh, you have to prepare. Not only do you have to prepare mentally and emotionally because there are a lot of reasons, especially if there are children involved, you always feel like you need to go back and, and try to put the family back together and that you were wrong. You have this guilt that you're hurting your children more um, so you have to be strong there to really do it because when you're out, you need to stay out. And 80% of the women that leave domestic violence households, they end up going back, and that's a problem. Um, it's normal. It's understandable. Those of us who have gone through it totally get it. But my advice is to definitely stand your ground and authentically want to be out. You're not going to heal if you don't, and you're not going to help your children if you don't. Um, one of the things that I highly recommend as well is to have a living will because you're, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the person that you're with until you leave them. That's when you truly know who you've been with this mm-hmm. whole time. And it's very frightening to think what a monster they can be. Um, 
So definitely have protections put into place. Definitely allow yourself the, the, the gift of sharing your story, even if it's privately through a therapist, so that if anything does happen to you, the truth will still remain and still help your children. Thank you. Yeah, we, have, uh, we have Lady Sharon, who, who's also in the cafe with us, and she supports uh, a group called Women on the Front Line, where she helps empower women. Uh, Sharon, is there anything you want to say to our audience about your program and what you can do and how you can help women who are uh, trying to um, um, develop themselves? Yes, good morning, everybody. Um, thank you for having me on this morning. And basically what I wanted to just share about women on the front line is that we provide coaching to encourage, empower, and support women to live a victorious life in Christ according to the Bible scripture, um, 3 John 2. And as I was listening to the other ladies this morning, it did remind me of when we were younger as a child that my father and um, my you know, my parents were in the in that situation where my father physically abused my mom, and um, my mom got out of the marriage, and it took a while, but we it, she accomplished it. And in the process, as children of that, we were much better off after she made that decision. So I'm eternally grateful to um, my mother doing that. And over time, she went through her healing process and forgiving. My father is no longer with us, but my mom is still here. And I'm just grateful that she took a stand. But it was as the oldest child to watch her go through all of that. It was just extremely difficult because as a child, you just don't know how to process that. Um, I commend and applaud um, you ladies who have made a decision to get on out of the situation and to continue to encourage and also, um, how we assist women with women on the front line, we just support through partnerships and relationships because we really care about the well-being of of people. And so, you know, we do workshops, um, classes, and conferences. And we're based in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, thank you, Lady Sharon, for sharing that. We appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much for that information. And if you want to find her, you can give um What's your web address, um, Sharon? You want to share that? Um, my front, my Facebook page is Women on the Frontline Global Outreach Ministry. Okay. Women on the Frontline Global Outreach Ministries. Thank you so much, Lady Sharon. Rusty, Rusty is also doing some work in the community. Rusty, you want to share your website information if someone wants to book you or have you to come speak at their event? Oh, I would be so blessed to do so. Thank you. Um, my website is Rusty, R-U-S-T-I-E, MacDonald, M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D.com. And there's a place to call me and there's a place to set up an appointment. And I would really, I would really be honored to share my full story with your audience. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. It has been an amazing time here, and I want you all to do not uh, take this situation lightly. We're taking a stand against domestic violence. You can be a resource or a light for someone. There's so many things that we can do. There's one thing that you can do is to wear purple on October 22nd. It's Purple Thursday. You can wear purple to help bring awareness to domestic violence. You could also donate to a shelter or volunteer. Also, post any information or share hotline or resources 
with people through social media and empowering them and encouraging them to move through their stages. I was surprised to learn that one of the most significant threats of victims of domestic violence was perpetuated by firearms. Did you stand up against that as well? It's been an awesome time, and we've learned a lot sharing with these people. Isn't that right, Dean? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I just want to say, remember, it's not love, it's control. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. With that being said, with that being said, visit the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as look for us on your social media um, channels. We're under Facebook, Instagram, under the name Coffee Talk with Soy, as well as Twitter. And don't forget to download the app Coffee Talk with Soy from your app store. Again, we are taking a stand against domestic violence, supporting those who have been victimized. Don't forget, love don't hurt, y'all. Love don't hurt. Be powerful. Be great. Make a change. And also consider, consider, consider Suddenly Professional Counseling. They have been our sponsor for this show. They're located out of Atlanta. Do look for them when you're ready to make a change. Suddenly Professional Counseling Services. Have a great Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye.